This is a next level of calling in support, but it requires trusting ourselves and our intuition, trusting our bodies and how they communicate, trusting our callings and our visions, especially when we're trying to do something impossible. Because if you're doing something impossible, you're very likely to bump up against other people's fears or disbelief or ideas for how they think that you should do things or what you should focus on or what they think is important. So you have to have that trust with yourself. Hey friends, welcome back to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today I want to talk about cultivating our inner mentors for those times when nobody can help with what we're trying to do or nobody understands. And I want to use a couple examples, the first one being one that I've shared before. And that is when I ended my last long-term relationship in 2021, that partner moved on very quickly, started seeing someone else, being in a relationship with someone else. And I don't remember how I, I found that out, but I remember that I did and had a very intense reaction to it, a very visceral reaction to it. And on the surface, it looked like I was jealous, but I knew in my bones that I was not. And I would try to have conversations with friends and mentors about it, and they would say the same thing to me. Well, it sounds like you're jealous. It's normal to be jealous. It's normal to feel that way even if you ended it and they move on quickly. But I knew that that was not what I felt. I wasn't jealous at all. I certainly had feelings about the speed at which they moved on, but I wasn't jealous That was not true for me. And and we are the only people who can discern how we're actually feeling. And and I knew that. And every time that I would try to talk about what I was feeling, it's like I was, we were having two conversations. So I would be down here trying to say something is going on in me that does not seem right, that seems bigger and far deeper and more complex. And I'm just jealous. And people were up here like, oh, you're just jealous. That's normal. And there have been other situations like this in my life, other situations where I'm, I'm trying to have a conversation about something that other people can't grasp, either because they haven't experienced it, it's beyond their capacity, it's something that they're triggered by so they see it differently, whatever it might be, other people don't seem to understand what I'm saying. And this is not a, what was me? Nobody understands me. Sometimes we can feel that way, especially if you're the same personality type as me. It's never from that place of like, boo-hoo, nobody gets me. I'm so complex and special. It's that it's like there's these two conversations happening. This has happened in my work. This has happened in my healing and my personal life where I'm, I'm trying to process through something. I'm trying to make sense of something. I'm trying to do something that has not been done, at least that I can see. And in trying to talk to other people, they can't help. They can't help because none of them have done that. None of them have worked on this particular thing at this particular level, which notice your interpretations. That's not me saying that I'm elevated. I'm better. It's just we all have different levels of awareness and experience of consciousness, of emotional intelligence, emotional capacity, experience. And so there can be this miss where I'm trying to figure something out that hasn't been done. So the other example that I want to use is when I realized that my personal brand was ready to be retired. 
and that the work needed to evolve into a brand that was not my name and bigger than me. And I remember trying to talk to a mentor about that and that mentor telling me, oh, you're just getting bored. Oh, you're just, you know, this is what you do. This is why you do it. And that wasn't true. It was actually very true and aligned for me, a very clear, intuitive feeling that it's time to retire that. The work needs to grow bigger than me and my brand in order for it to have the impact that it's meant to have. And so trying to have conversations with people who've already made a decision about you and what's going on from you, people who think that they might know best for whatever reason, people who think that what you're talking about is the same as the things that they've experienced in the past, are people who simply don't have the capacity in whatever way that might be to understand what it is that you're saying and to be able to relate on that level, to think at that level, to process and feel at that level. And again, this doesn't make us better or worse than other people. It's, it's just a misalignment. Like we are at different levels with different things and only we can really know what it is that we're trying to work on and process through, what it is that we're trying to create or talk through. And so I found myself and have found myself throughout my life very frustrated by this experience of nobody can help me. Like there's no one that I can go to to get support with this particular issue, this particular feeling. And going back to the first example, what took me a little bit of time to realize was that I was trauma bonded in that relationship. And the feelings that were coming up very much presented as jealousy, hurt, anger, feeling not good enough, or even missing and regretting ending the relationship. Like on the surface and the quality of those feelings, it, it was could have been very easy for even me to believe that what I was experiencing was jealousy, was rejection, was being replaced. But digging into it more, trusting myself that something was different about this and stepping away from trying to have conversations with other people about it helped me identify that I was trauma bonded because of the lack of availability, emotional and otherwise, because of the just rapid, unexpected and unexplainable just changes in their personality and the like status and quality and connection of our relationship. And the way that that was very similar to gaslighting, even though they didn't gaslight me, the things that would happen in the relationship mirrored and paralleled gaslighting. And I felt for really the first time in my life, deep abandonment in that relationship. And that formed a trauma bond. So all of the things that were happening formed a trauma bond between us, at least on my side. And that is not to say that this person was narcissistic or abusive. Trauma bonds can form when there is a a level of, of chaos and inconsistency in a relationship. And that was my experience. I by not letting people who didn't understand what I was talking about, was able to identify this is a trauma bond. And trauma bonds are addictive in nature. They, they mirror and, and pattern very much like addictions. And that is why I was having this visceral reaction to that person moving on. And it, it poked at 
the trauma bond, even just engaging with them about it, engaging with them for whatever reason that we were, when they told me that they had started seeing someone else, like that just engaging had triggered the trauma bond. And so I then had to look into for myself, what is a trauma bond? How do I heal from a trauma bond? And even navigating through the elevation of the work and the brands, I had to navigate through that essentially if you look at it from the outside, on my own. But the truth is, is that I have developed the skill and ability to work with what I call inner mentors. Now, inner mentors can be a variety of different experiences. That can be parts work, talking to parts of ourselves, communicating with parts of ourselves. That can be intuition, tapping into our intuition and letting it lead us deeper into what it is that we need to know, to navigate through things that nobody can give us a map for. Nobody can understand what we're trying to do, so we have to lean on our intuition. That can be, for those of you that are spiritual or religious, talking to God, talking to source, talking to spirit. And for some of us, we have access to energies and entities. It's the best way that I can describe them. So the work that I feel called to create that wants to move through me very much feels like an entity, an energy, a quality that I can work with. And some people would call this a muse or inspiration or tuning into the frequency of or the consciousness of the thing that we want to create, the thing that we're doing. So that's one chunk of ways that we can work with inner mentors. Another is through process work. So process work, very specifically, the type that we do is about dropping through the layers of emotion until you get to a source state. And then from there, you do very specific work from that source state on a deeper subconscious level. And when we do this work, we call on mentors. This is someone that we trust, someone that we feel safe with. It can be someone real or imagined. It can be a saint or a superhero. Sometimes people call in animals, past pets that they have, that they loved. A random entities and qualities. It could be a blob of light. We, we call on these mentors when we're deep in process work. And these mentors inside process work represent aspects of self or source or life that we can't otherwise seem to connect with. My favorite thing about process work with mentors specifically is that anytime we're stuck, we can call on a mentor ask your mentor, what would your mentor do? What does your mentor have to say about that? Oh, this mentor can't help? What kind of mentor would help? Do we need to bring in a superhero? Do we need to bring in little minions? Do we need to bring in your favorite pet? So you can tap into the energy of that mentor. And whether that's tapping into their actual energy or tapping into a part of us, it really doesn't matter. It's really irrelevant because you are tapping into something outside of your conscious mind or what you feel and believe you have access to so that you can go deeper, so that you can do different, richer, more impactful work for yourself. So inner mentors are a big part of process work, and we can access that at any time, access our mentors at any time. We can drop through our emotions. So check the show notes for a link to our Working With Your Emotions and the Void episode. That's where I walk you through the process of actually dropping through the layers. And that's a practice that you can do, feeling through the contractive emotions and dropping into what's beneath it all the way until you hit a source state. And then when you're there, you can invite a mentor in or mentors. 
a mentor for leadership, a mentor for relationships, a mentor for grief and healing, for trauma and loss, a mentor for creativity or work, however you want to call them in, and trusting whatever shows up for you, and then working with that inner mentor as an entity. Again, it's irrelevant if that's made up in your mind, if it's an aspect of self showing up, if it's actually the energy or frequency of that person or entity, if it's source or God, it's really irrelevant. Whatever you believe it comes from, work with it directly. Talk to your mentor. We can also call in expander mentors, where it's a mentor for the thing that we're working to achieve. So if I'm looking to get more into my environmentalist side, I can invite a mentor in for that. It might be somebody that I think of when I think about environmentalists or activists. It might just be a tree that shows up. It might be some configuration of a person with leaves in their hair. I don't have to know who they are. That's who comes forward. So you trust that and you work with that. And you can also work with your intuition. You can also work with the energy of the thing that you're working to create, your muse, your spirit guides. However it shows up for you and however it's right for you to work with, those are internal mentors. And this has been really, really helpful for me because, like I said, there's been a lot of instances in my life where I'm trying to work through something and I can look around or I can attempt to engage with the people around me and I can know that no one here can help me with this. And that is not a commentary on them as a person. It's not about assigning meaning to them or us. It's just a fact. There is no one in my life right now that can help me with this, that I can talk to about this. And while we can always continue to seek those next level mentors, those mentors for specific challenges or experiences that we need support with, we can also tap into our inner mentors. We do not have to wait for the external mentor. We talk about this a lot in journey mapping. So if you're going through a challenging chapter or a big life transition, if you're healing from trauma or loss or anything else, we work with inner mentors pretty regularly. There's a whole module on it. It's in all of the process work. There are processes and meditations to help you actually tap into those inner mentors and engage with them in very specific ways. So that is a resource for you if you need it. But we can do that simultaneously. And I'll use myself as an example again. Right now, I am in a phase of reclaiming a part of me that went missing with loss and trauma, a part of me that was very much an environmentalist, an activist, cared about politics and social justice issues. And that part of me, because loss and trauma sent me into survival mode, disappeared. And here I am, nine years later, working to reclaim that part of self while also acknowledging how I've grown and evolved. So who is that version of me now? And how can I take what's bubbling up inside of me and and get it out in a meaningful and impactful way? I haven't been able to find the right spaces for that conversation. I haven't been able to find the right mentor for that conversation. And while I'm looking, I'm also practicing working with my inner mentors working with my intuition, allowing how I feel about things, how I respond to what's happening in the world, to the things that I read and I see, and letting that move through me and working with those ideas and energies that come up, the emotions that come up, meditating, process work, acupressure, intuition, 
allowing myself to follow the breadcrumbs, to be led, to surrender to the unfolding of whatever this is supposed to look like, to trust in the timing of things. So while I'm looking for the containers and the mentors that can really actively help me bring this part to life, do something with it in the ways that feel right for me, I'm working with my inner mentors. And that has become such an immediate default that I no longer spin or feel frustrated when no one else can seem to help me or understand what it is that I'm trying to do. And when we're working to do the impossible, we're going to bump into this quite a bit. We're going to bump into people who cannot think outside of their own experiences and what they know to be possible or within reach. We're going to bump into people who are like, I don't think that you can do that. I don't think that you should do that. We're going to have people who try to support us, but can't understand the vision, can't understand the motivation, can't understand or help with what we're trying to do. And when that happens, we have to be willing to do both parts of the work, which is to seek out new places and spaces, containers, mentors, support people, education, resources externally, while leaning on the internal. And the internal should always be a part of our work, even with external mentors. This is really, really important. The smartest, most experienced and brilliant people that I know have ever known in my life are the ones who hurt me most, are the ones who got it the most wrong when it mattered the most because they were coaching or supporting or giving me guidance or pushing from their lens, for their, from their experience and perception, not really taking me into account what is right and true for me, labeling me with all of their expertise. Well, it's just that. It's just this other thing. They caused from places of love and trying to support me a great deal of harm. They set me back in certain ways. And this is not blame. This is what happened. I sought support from them and I gave my power to them. And this can happen in those mentorship dynamics. When we feel like people are more experienced, are experts, we're paying them money, they've done what we want to do, we often let go of our agency, let go of our power, let go of our discernment, stop working with our inner mentors, specifically our intuition, and just whatever they say, I'll do. And there are even some coaches who use that uncleanly. Do what I say and you'll make a million dollars. Do exactly what I say. And if you're not, you're not trusting. You're not in faith. You're not in the frequency of whatever, million-dollar mindset. But really, they want to be in control. They want to have power. They don't want you to have agency and ownership. So this can show up with people who are misguided and even at times malicious in their work. So we have to maintain that inner agency. We have to maintain that relationship with one of our inner mentors, which is our intuition. Another of our inner mentors, which is our purpose and our callings. Those speak to us. They pull us. They push us and drive us and align us with the things that are right for us. That's considered an inner mentor in this work. So we need both. If you're working with somebody incredibly brilliant that you've paid a lot of money to that you believe can help you with what it is that you want to do that has the experience and the testimonials and the awards or whatever else it might be, do not give them your power. Only you can discern. And even in those containers, you might find that what you get out of it is seeing where they're wrong, 
I've paid a lot of money to coaches to tell me something only for me to ignore it. That is what I paid for. That is the value that I got from it. The ability to bump up against their perspective, their expertise, their guidance, their plan, whatever it might be, and feel the loud inner nope. Even the conversations I've used as an example, talking about the brand evolving, talking about ending the relationship and trying to do the work to realize what was actually going on, other people talking to me about what they thought, which was wrong, which was not accurate, helped my intuition get louder. So we have to have that relationship to our body and our intuition to where the crazy, amazing expert, all the experience in the world, all the accolades and awards that maybe we've even paid a bunch of money to says, this is what's going on for you. We can hear that loud, nope, that's not right. And that nope is the start of a conversation with our inner mentor or the yes. We should always be having that conversation internally. And to do this cleanly, we have to have that relationship to our body and our intuition. We have to know ourselves. We have to be in alignment with ourselves. We have to know and trust in our purpose and our callings. Because I am an example of somebody who, for the most part, will ignore a majority of advice and reflections that is given to me. Not because I think I know everything, but because I have that relationship to my intuition and the directions that I'm called to go in are often different from most people. I can feel the nuance of emotion. I could feel that I wasn't jealous even though it presented that way. I could tell that it was time. I knew in my bones it was time for the brand to evolve. I knew even when my mentor fell out of his chair when I pulled all of my content and websites down in 2016 or 17 that I was doing the right thing for me. We can't have that certainty without that relationship to our inner mentors, specifically our intuition, our purpose, and our callings. For me, there's more qualities that I work with. There is that energy and entity to the work that I converse with. Is that a part of me? Is that source or God? Is it in my head? I don't know, but it's effective. I trust it because it feels, I can feel the truth of those things. And they all weave together. The energy and the entity of the work weaves in with my intuition and my purpose and my callings. And those are so present and loud and honored in me that I can go out and have conversations with people who don't get it and can't help and move forward. Have even those experiences be supportive versus frustrating. And sometimes it's still frustrating when you're like, I want help. I want to find the mentor. I want to find the community, the support people. But they're not there. That doesn't have to stop you. And often to find those people who are aligned for us, who can actually help us externally or the resources or whatever it might be, we have to start internally. We have to be led and guided to them through the internal work with our inner mentors. This is a next level of calling in support, but it requires trusting ourselves and our intuition, trusting our bodies and how they communicate, trusting our callings and our visions, especially when we're trying to do something impossible. Because if you're doing something impossible, you're very likely to bump up against other people's fears or disbelief or ideas for how they think that you should do things or what you should focus on or what they think is important. So you have to have that trust with yourself. And I really, really right here recommend our program, Actualize. As always, I always talk about that first module is critical, alignment. It will help you tap into yourself and your intuition to build that trust with yourself and your intuition 
to hear your callings, to understand the seed of your purpose and how it wants to express itself right now, what's right and true for you. It gives you the tools to learn discernment. None of our work is my way or the highway. There are some of our programs that have processes for building specific things, like launching your channels for change, building a business, getting clear on your branding. There are specific steps to those, but even those are process-oriented. What's right and true for you? Does this make sense for you? What are you trying to do? You still have to know yourself. Actualize is a program about coming into alignment first so that literally everything else we cover in terms of activating and actualizing and amplifying your purpose is right for you and you can discern that. You have to have that relationship to self and purpose and callings and intuition. It's critical. And the more that you do this work, the freer you feel to trust yourself and do what is right, to follow your whims and your callings, to go out and make the seemingly impossible inevitable. It's easier to do this work because when you bump into other people who are like, that's not what's going on. Mm, I don't think there's anything that can help you. It's not possible. You're undeterred. All you hear is not the right person to have this conversation with. And that's what I've learned. When I feel like nobody understands what I'm talking about and nobody can help, it's time to tune in to inner mentors. It's not time to tell stories that something's wrong with me or them or nobody gets me or whatever other core wound thing wants to come up. Not the person to help. Not the resource to help. Cool. Noted. And you know that by being tapped into your intuition. So play with this in whatever way feels right. That could be meditating. That could be doing some of the work that we have in journey mapping, signing up for Actualize. We'll put links below. That can be practicing, just tapping into your intuition more, seeing if there's an energy or a frequency to the things that you're called to do, praying, whatever it might be for you. How can you practice bringing in and working with your inner mentors? Check the show notes for resources and I will be back soon. 